Welcome to Let's Talk Real Estate. I'm your host, Anna Olsisi, entrepreneur, realtor, and travel lover. Here's where I get to combine all of my passions into one and chat with guests worldwide about all things real estate. Join us for lighthearted banter, useful information, and the occasional outrageous anecdote. Welcome everyone. Today we have a great guest because he has been maybe not all around the world, but definitely to a lot of places in the U.S. and in the South. He's got a background in real estate. He's done a lot with developments and he's currently in Miami. So without further ado, I'm going to have Tyler Anderson introduce himself and tell us a little bit about his background and what he's doing now. Tyler. Thank you for having me. Well, I was actually born and raised in Boston, Mass, and I grew up in a family that was all run by real estate. So growing up, being around real estate from my grandparents to my aunts, my uncles, and then my parents themselves, they actually own an appraising company in Boston, but they do Rhode Island, Connecticut, all of those surrounding states right around that um, Boston. As I continue to keep growing up, growing up, growing up, my parents kept asking me, take over the family business. And I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) <laughs> I could never do what you do. So after kind of finding myself and getting myself into real estate on my own, I started in Atlanta on a small project. It was around 350 units. We had each unit leased within six months. The developer came to me, said, we're moving you to our main headquarters, moved to the main headquarters in Dallas, Texas. Towards the end, I had 14 properties, 50 leasing agents under me. I did all the training and development. We went out and scouted the land to build more developments. These projects were mega projects. They were anywhere from 350 to 1500 units when it came to leasing. So they were big boys. Indeed. Yeah. And then you ended up in Miami. Miami, Florida. So tell me, so I alluded small world in there. So you tell me, have you or have you not ever lived in Orlando, Florida? I have. So you have. Yes, that's what I thought. (laughs) I actually worked at Disney and that was probably the best job I've ever had in my life. I loved it. I just didn't get paid any money. Well, right. Yeah. You know, that's it's that's how it is in Disney. Unfortunately, it's a lot of great experiences. But I have I have heard that from a lot of people who've worked there, but they wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. So it seems like you're you're along those same lines where it was a good experience. I'm sure it exposed you to, you know, a lot of people, of course, but also the makings of a big organization, which undoubtedly has has helped you throughout your career, especially working with mega developers and and all of that. Uh, I mean, would you would you I do agree with that? that? I learned a lot about the hospitality. And of course, when it comes to real estate, and especially Miami, hospitality goes the longest way because making sure your client is happy is all that matters. And it's like at Disney, no guest has ever been told no. You have to remember that. Exactly. So you have to find a solution. Yeah. And I love that. Yep. Yep. It's like Disney, Publix, and real estate. (laughs) You have to... Um, you have to just be be nice and uh, and always be the problem solver instead of saying no, you know, to to whatever their requests are. So I'm glad you learned that lesson and and that you're using it now in real estate. And Miami is an interesting place. Just be, I'm from Miami, so I'm 
very well aware of what Miami is all about. The vibe there, it's so different than Orlando. It's so different than Gainesville, where we are. It's quite, you know, an interesting place. And you have to deal with people from all over the world there. Lots of different cultures, personality types, and everything. So you've been in Miami, I believe you said six months. Has there been some sort of like culture shock there, you know, since coming from Dallas, you know, from completely different place. What have you experienced? The one thing I would say my my biggest negative is I don't speak a different language. So I'm strictly only English. And Miami is a melting pot, mm -hmm. very international. So when it comes to that, there's sometimes I don't understand what um, the request or what someone's trying to tell me and they have to we have to use a translator. That's I would say the only downfall. But other than that, it's opened up my horizons to learn how other people live across the country. And that's been the best thing for me. I love that about Miami. That's awesome. Oh, across the country, across the, the world, around the world, I would think. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, I, I know, obviously, you know, South America and, and the Caribbean, you know, of course, you get tons of clients from from there. But probably I know that there's a big Russian influence in Miami where you get a lot of buyers and investors from, you know, from Russia and from other parts, you know, of the world, of course, maybe Asia. I don't know. Are you going to learn another language? Are you? Are I, you I have friends that speak other languages here and they Every time I see them, they're like, we're going to work on two words today. So like in Spanish, I've gotten coma estas, like certain little, little pickup lines. And they all think it's funny. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You, you need to know there's certain words in Spanish. You definitely need to know. I mean, como estas? Yes. But yep. um, baño. I mean, it's always good to know where the bathroom is. And that's just in any language. So there you go. <laughs> and if nothing else, you can show them. Yep. There's the baño in this beautiful house. So yeah, yeah. So okay, well, good. Well, definitely, you know, keep that up because I'm certain that that's going to help you even if you don't stay in Miami. I think that that's awesome. You know, it's another skill that just adds value to your resume as an agent or as a business person in general. All right. So tell me, in the six months that you've been there, um, you've worked at a couple of different brokerages. The the one you're in now, you haven't been at for a terribly long time, is my understanding. Is that correct? Correct. So in the time that you've been in Miami, you've been with a couple of brokers and you've worked um, a variety of sectors in that one was more developments and high rises and all of that. And now it's more geared toward the single family home. I'm sure that you've encountered then different types of clientele. So tell me a little bit about what you were doing, you know, before going into the single family home type of market that you're in now. Absolutely. When I worked with the other broker, it was a larger broker. Of course, the name went a long more way, but being so new to a market, I learned it really doesn't matter what broker you really go to, but I really wanted to kind of specialize in the single family homes. I felt like I got the development. Okay. I already got over it because I worked with the developers in Dallas across the country for so long. I'm like, I don't want to work with a developer. I would rather just work with single family, make the experience for the client untouchable. They're always going to remember you. The feeling when you drive by the house and it's sold and the client is happy mm -hmm. means way more to me than driving by the condo when I could say, I sold five units in that high rise. Well, I like that. I, I like that. So it's about the the warmth versus just banging out a bunch of sales and without the um the personal human touch, I guess. And yeah, I guess you get connected with the property itself as well. You know, it's just like the what you just said, the feeling of like driving by something and knowing, you know, who you worked with specifically with that particular property. 
So now that you know you're you're focusing on these single family homes, what part of Miami? Just for anybody who's listening who's familiar with Miami, what parts of Miami do you focus on? So of course we're going to go anywhere. If the client, we'll go anywhere the client wants okay. to go. But the brokers, the broker is actually um, Graber Realty Group, and they are right off Biscayne, as well as they also have a secondary office in Miami Shores downtown. So we really deal with anything. Miami Shores, Upper East Side, El Portel. We're starting to get into the market of Shenandoah in the roads. That's going to be more south of downtown Brickell, right near like Coconut Grove, the Grove, Coral Gables. So we're starting to get down there as the broker grows. The cool thing about the broker is he's so selective He's unbelievable. He's the biggest mentor that I've ever had in my life. He's fantastic. And he just places you in the best opportunities because he wants to see all of his employees grow. That's wonderful. Yes. And that, that's the makings of, of a good boss, really. You know, that's, that's what you want, especially in an industry like real estate and especially in a place like Miami where you, there are a lot of uh, nuances in terms of selling like you know it's so funny because for anyone who's listening who does not know what the real estate contract is like in um, the state of Florida there's a whole section that says Miami-Dade <laughs> and it's just a, an exception for just Miami-Dade so it is a very different beast than the rest of the state and I would guess than the rest of a lot of the country so yeah yeah so that's great that you have a wonderful mentor and you're expanding to all those places so I guess as as you drive around and you, know, you said that you were really familiar with learning a lot about places very quickly touch on that a second because I want to I want everybody to to hear about that experience. So normally what I do and how I learn areas is I find a location, a business, a flagpole that is like the marker for that neighborhood. That is something that I do. Mm -hmm. For example, when you say the Ball Harbor area, the first thing I think of in Ball Harbor is the Ball Harbor shops. Right. You think of Coral Gables, you think of the Grove, or you think of Coco Plum. And then you just find your way to each location and just keep driving around and learning it and try to get home from a place that you've never been to before and you figure out how you get home. That's the only way you're going to learn is not using a GPS. Yes, definitely. Do you work with a lot of people who relocate to Miami? I mean, would you have you have you done that a lot? People who are coming to Miami? So all my clients that I've ever worked with have all reload from Texas, Atlanta or New York City. Oh, perfect. Well, then you can totally relate to them. I do. And that's fantastic. I, I like what you just described about finding some sort of landmark or whatever and being able to find your way home because you then instantly become relatable to these people uh, because you were in their shoes not long ago. Have you? Do you feel like that's helped you really make great connections with your clients? It is because normally I had a client, she actually moved from Dallas and I just moved from Dallas Little do I know, we had 15 mutual friends. Ah. And it was, I'm like, this is just a small world. She's like, yep. And she's like, this is what I'm looking for. I'm like, well, this neighborhood is just like the neighborhood in Dallas. This is going to be like this neighborhood. And then she's like, now I get it. She sends me all of her referrals. I had a young gentleman moving from New York. I've actually never been to New York before. So I had no idea. 
but he was very particular on what he wanted. The client was like, I want something like New York City. Well, the only thing we have in Miami that's like New York City is Brickell. So there's like, that helped me define that. But it's like that you got to read the client, talk to them, get to know them. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And just that relatability, you know, worth and the connections. And I think that because you've been in hospitality, it's probably even easier for you to be like that. And then, of course, a dash of personality, too. I mean, when people are just naturally like that, that helps as well, of course. And it seems like you're definitely very, very much like that. Easy to speak with and just connect with. So, yeah, props to you for, for doing all of that. So, um, yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about before you were doing the more residential stuff. Um, and because I'm going to backtrack a little bit just to let people know what it's like right now. What's the energy like in Miami? What it's like in all of these huge developments. I mean, unfortunately, we recently heard a lot about a development in Miami that didn't do so well, of course, and, and it, um, you know, literally collapsed. But that's, that's just an exception. I mean, that's just rare. And it was something awful. But people are still drawn to Miami tremendously to live in high rises and to live in communities like that. So tell me about all of those developments, what's going on? Actually, you're going to laugh, but the market has been the best, the best it's ever had in the history. Even when it comes single families, single family mm-hmm. is the lowest inventory. There's like nothing on the market. It's a lot of off market. It is 100% a seller's market. And when it comes to the condo market, we're fine. We're doing good. Everyone loves shining new. And that's all that's coming. Right. Yeah. And so what kind of, because I, I talked about brands earlier, what kind of brands have things like high rises now in Miami, which you wouldn't associate a high rise with a particular brand. Tell me a little bit about that because I'm curious to hear. Absolutely. Well, of course, the brands are more your luxurious brands. So we they just made an announcement this year that Bentley Residencies is going to be here in 2023, 2024. Mm-hmm. And that is the, actually the same developer as the Porsche Design Tower in Sunny Isles. <laughs> wow. So Sunny Isles is getting those two huge gems. The Porsche design tower is just unbelievable. They actually have a um, sure. car elevator that brings the car up to your yes. floor. I saw that. That's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> that is so crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So what else? Okay. So we've got a Porsche and Bentley and what else? We have Aston Martin in downtown, right where the uh, the bridges to go over to Brickell. That's a very okay. unique one because the way that they got it was the building is actually shaped as like a sailboat. So when you're going down the river, right where Brickell Key and downtown is, when they're where they're divided, it looks like a sailboat. So if you look at it from a distance, the building actually curves. That's so cool. That's awesome. That's all. Now, what's up with all these car brands doing buildings? They're smart because they're just so smart because in Aston Martin, I've actually brought a couple of clients there. And of course, people want to see what it is. Sure. So I'll bring them for the presentation and the presentation just blows you out of the water. It's just, it reminds me, it's just like, how could you say no to this? Right. Well, because of the money. <laughs> They're probably outrageously expensive. Am I right? Some of them come with cars. You get to customize the car. I believe you can get um, an SUV or a convertible. It comes with your name inside of the interior of the car. 
you get to customize it and Aston Martin will deliver it to you at closing. Shut the front door. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. That sounds so cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's like beyond bougie, but it's amazing. Yeah. I could see why somebody would be really drawn to that, but I could see also how, um, I don't know. It's just like a completely different type of clientele than somebody who would probably want a single family home out in the Grove or a smaller single family home in the Grove. I guess maybe not on the ocean. Or, um, or, Anna, what they do is they have the house in Aston Martin and then they have the house in Coconut Grove. (laughs) Why not? You know, that's what I say. You know, you've got you got the house and you dock your yacht there and you've got the helipad. And then you've got your just your little place, you know, over in Brickle and and close to work, maybe. So yes. you don't have to fight traffic. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that's awesome. Very, very cool. So you haven't been obviously in Miami during the entire time of COVID, but it seems like it hasn't not only has it I, I knew it hadn't slowed down during COVID. I knew it boomed, actually, because everybody was moving from places like New York and all of that. But the growth has apparently just continued. Is that correct? Like, it's not slowing down. No. Wow. Which is great. Well, yeah, of course it's great. It's great for you. So that's awesome. I mean, it just seems like, you know, Miami's quite crowded already. And so with all these people coming, you know, I'm glad that they're building more high rises, I guess, because at least vertically you can store them versus spreading out. You know, eventually you get the Everglades, so you can't keep going. So yeah, it's it's really, really interesting. So what are your predictions for what the market will be doing in Miami in the next six months? I mean, assuming something crazy doesn't happen again, like it did a year and a half ago. But, you know, assuming everything starts to recover in terms of, of COVID and everything, uh, what are you looking at? I don't think it's going to stop. And I think we really need, um, I mean, of course, it's going to be good. Um, people are still working remote. I have friends that are in New York. They want to come down for six months. They're 100% remote. The cool thing about having remote workers is, especially here, is you get to kind of live wherever you want and you're still working. Yeah, right. I think the good weather really helps. Lots of activities. Nothing has kind of stopped except the big major. Like I know Ultra was canceled, but they're saying next year we're good to go on that. A lot of the businesses are also moving down here. Microsoft just announced that they're bringing one of their headquarters down here for Latin America. And that was a $50 million deal in Brickle. So we're very excited for that. But it's a lot of tech. Yeah, interesting. I never, you know, never expected it to be a techie town. So that's cool. And and with that comes just a ridiculous amount of money. So everybody can buy a place over in the Aston Martin Tower and, and get a car and then get a house with you elsewhere. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's totally wild. Uh, so is there anything that you want to talk about that I haven't touched on in terms of real estate in Miami? I would just say it's the agents down here just go above and beyond when it comes to hospitality, the ones that I know. Mm. And I think mm. with Miami being such a, a melting pot for everybody, all the businesses are starting to come here. Like I know a lot of those, the high-end stores, like now, not, we, we don't have only have Ball Harbor now. We have Miami Design District and the, it's the art scene. It's the, the walkability. We just actually got rated 
number one city to be for walkability is Miami, Florida. They just announced that a couple of weeks ago. Like in the country? Yeah, in the country. Yeah. Oh my gosh, seriously? That's yep. wild. I would never have guessed that. I always think New York, you know? Of course. But not Miami. And yeah. then and then you have the access to all these restaurants. Yeah. Yep, yep, good food. Miami definitely has very good food. I will say that. That's maybe something I miss. Maybe. So, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, it's just the fusion of all of the countries that come together to create just like a burst of happiness in your mouth, you know, all these culinary delights. So, so that's really neat. Cool. So walkable, great food, businesses, tech in particular, and then a booming real estate market. So which only makes sense given all those other things. So what area are you most excited to learn more about or start serving more? I actually really like Coconut Grove, the Gables, the Rhodes, Shenandoah. I actually like South of Brickell. And I've really started to like that because it's like less city. It's like it's five minutes away from Brickell. You can see the high rises from a distance, but you're not in the middle of it. Yeah. You can disconnect. Well, I will tell you a secret. Maybe it's not a secret, but whatever. Um, That's like the real Miami. Like yep. that's the the OG, as they say. That that's Miami. That's a Miami that at least I grew up in. It was always like Brickle was in the distance, off to the north, and where all the people like worked or had these cool, you know, apartments looking out into the ocean. But really, everything happened in South Miami and Coconut Grove, Gables area, and and of course in Kendall too. But Kendall wasn't even. Not even close to being as big as it is now. I mean, it's that's just like a whole other world, actually. So, um, but yeah, so I'm glad. There you go. Well, you like, we'll call it Old Miami. It's not Old Miami, but that's what I am going to refer to it as because that's the Miami that I personally remember. So very cool. Well, you feel free to always call me if you, if you need help with any kind of landmark or anything because <laughs> I'm happy to... <laughs> I know it like the back of my hand. Yeah. So very cool. Neat. neat. Um, all right. Very good. Well, I'm glad that um, you're going to expand to those areas. We look forward to um, seeing what your future holds and see the success you're going to have with your clients, with learning another language, Tienes que aprender español, and with all these cool companies and everything that are coming to town and uh, and seeing what uh, what your business will do as a result of that. So very cool. All right. Well, Tyler, thank you so much. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. So, yeah, so anybody who is thinking of moving to Miami and especially people who are from places that Tyler has lived, you want somebody relatable. You want somebody who is going to be able to show you around and make you feel comfortable i think tyler is a great person to talk to so uh, we'll include his information in all of our social media and in the description for this podcast as well and hopefully uh, we can connect with you again tyler maybe in a year or so and see how you're doing and see what other areas of miami you're serving now and whether or not you have learned another language because i'm gonna push that like crazy <laughs> all right well thanks everybody for listening and i hope you all have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. 
If you like what you hear and want to learn more about real estate and hear the occasional funny story, then hit that subscribe button right now. And if you know of someone who'd benefit from listening, then tell them to subscribe too, or else they may feel a little left out. For questions, topic suggestions, or nice comments, send an email to Anna at SegwayRE.com. We can also connect on Facebook at SegwayRE. Thanks for listening as we bring you a new way of doing real estate. Bye!